So you had two port stops on the ceiling. I'm curious, did you get off in Nassau? So we did get off just to say that we got off and just really so the kids could say that they saw someplace different. Um, Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, are you there? Are you with us? I'm here. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> Why All wouldn't right. I be here, Brian? I don't know. I just I'm trying to change it up a little bit, you know. So introduce you, Sam, our co-host, my co-host, the show's co-host, the other half of the duo. Welcome, Sam. Why, thanks, Brian. I've got my coffee. Uh, I'm ready to go. I don't have any snacks here today, but uh, I'm I'm well caffeinated and I'm I'm ready. Well, your numbers were down, so we had to adjust your green room amenities. So uh, <laughs> Joffrey's coffee, it will have to be, and uh, you'll just have to like it, I guess. So no, no, this is uh, what I'm <laughs> drinking right now is Stumptown Coffee. They are not a sponsor of the show, but for those in the Pacific Northwest, you will know what I'm talking about. Stumptown Coffee is the way to go. And well, and if it has not been made clear, Sam has a burning hatred for Joffrey's coffee. I'm sorry for everyone <laughs> out there who loves Joffrey's. Uh, it is not her coffee of choice. So it's anyway, not, I will drink it if there's nothing else. Well, we're excited to welcome our guest on the show to talk about one of Sam's favorite topics, one of my favorite topics too, a first-time cruiser. We've had quite a few of late as the cruises have gotten restarted. So let me start by welcoming Jessica to the show. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you. So before we dive in to your first Disney Cruise Line experience, folks are going to want to know, well, I've already let the cat out of the bag. It was your first Disney cruise. So you have no prior experience with Disney Cruise Line, but have you ever cruised before? And uh, even if not, what is your background with Disney? What's your uh, park going uh, experience has been like? Yeah. So I have never cruised before. My husband was in the Navy, so he has done cruising for work, not pleasure. <laughs> A different kind of yeah, cruising. Exactly. <laughs> no Broadway style shows there. Yes. <laughs> right, no Broadway shows on those cruises. We also were with my parents and they had done one cruise prior on a different cruise line. I think it was Princess. Um, so we were really, really first timers all around. Um, and in terms of our Disney experience, I grew up with my dad taking me to Disney World quite a bit. Usually once a year as a kid, it would just be him and I, um, you know, going to the parks, usually around my spring break time. And I loved it. I mean, just fell in love with it. I kind of stopped going, you know, as we got a little bit older in college, law school. And then when we had kids, I was like, you know what? Disney was so much fun. And I started doing a little research about getting back down there, realized we got to get back down there before my son turns three. And, you know, <laughs> well, while he's free, right? While he's free. Yeah. So, um, that kind of kicked it back off for me again. And we, um, you know, went down for a few days when he was very little and we've gone, usually we try to go every other year with the kids. Our last big trip was in November of 2019. So we kind of just squeezed out a really good trip right before everything, um, shut down. Now, was it hard to convince your husband to go on a cruise? We've heard some from other folks with partners in, you know, in, in the Navy who are perhaps reluctant to get on a cruise ship because they're like, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the seas for work. Why would I want to do my vacation? Was that an issue for you guys? No, not really. No. And he's been out of the Navy for a few years now, quite a while. So he, you know, hasn't been on a ship for work recently. 
but it really wasn't, you know, I think he was interested in trying it. And I kind of, it was for my mom's uh, 70th birthday. So it was kind of a, well, you know, grandma really wants to do this with the kids. And so we can't say no, even though I was kind of the one like, hey, wouldn't this be fun? (laughs) So yeah, it was uh, something that, yeah, didn't take too much convincing. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us, I, I know you told us off the air, but tell our listeners how old your kids are, because I think they're kind of the exact perfect target audience for a first time Disney cruise. I mean, that's my personal opinion, but... Uh, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, my um, son, Nico, is nine and Valentina is seven. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How did you get interested in taking a Disney cruise? Like what made you think we've done the parks, we want to try the cruise line? I've had it sort of in the back of my mind for a little while. And it always seemed like a vacation that was a little bit just out out of reach and not for any really particular reason, but it always just seemed like something, yeah, maybe we'll do it eventually. But the more I started learning a little bit about it, I thought we just love the Disney brand so much. And we've been hearing so much. Everything I read was just that it is the epitome of cruising. Like it's the best of the best, you know? So I thought, okay, let's just do it because I just, I mean, I love Disney so much. We have so much fun when we go and we also really love the beach. We're a big, you know, beach going family. Um, so I thought, what, what a great way to combine the two. And, and I know you, you guys have been planning this for uh, quite a long time. Tell, tell our listeners, how many times did this thing get rescheduled? <laughs> yes, it got rescheduled three times. I think the f- first two were due to the shutdown in COVID. And then um, the, the second, uh, the final time was actually um, because our school calendar, when it finally came out, had had moved our spring break uh, week unexpectedly. So we kind of had to like scramble and uh, move the cruise actually back a few weeks. I think it was almost two years that I just kept listening to, you know, cruising podcasts, trying to like understand different things, how to plan it, how to get ready. And the more I would listen, the more I would, you know, hear, okay, it's not, you know, cruising wasn't back yet. Things were being pushed. And um, I mean, thankfully, it all worked out in the end. Well, I'm curious how you landed on this particular cruise. So we've been talking a lot recently about kind of that decision matrix for Disney Cruise Line. You've got which ship do you want to be on? Itinerary do you want to sail? Length of cruise. So like what was the priority for you landing on this particular cruise for your family? Um, we knew we wanted to do Castaway Key um, just because of the amazing reviews it would get. Talking to some people, listening to some of the podcasts and reading things online, we thought that a four night would be kind of the sweet spot for first time cruisers. Three nights seemed just not enough time. And the four nights seemed like it would be good where if you know, we all hated it. Okay, we weren't stuck on there for like seven or 10 days. <laughs> but you know, still enough time, you know, to get a good feel for it. So really, that was kind of our priority. And you know, sailing out of Port Canaveral, we live in Virginia. So sailing out of Port Canaveral is pretty convenient for us. In the past, we would always fly down to Orlando for any Disney World trips. But given this state of things recently, we had actually decided for our very first time to drive down and give us some flexibility. We were still pretty nervous about testing, you know, testing negative at the port. I had had a friend in January who went down for a three night on the dream and they tested positive at the port and then had to quarantine um, at an Airbnb in Cocoa Beach. Which, you know, I guess there's there's worse places to have to quarantine, but wanted to make sure that we had flexibility with our car to 
get back home if we needed to. I mean, you guys know, I heard <laughs> you guys know. So <laughs> yeah, driving, driving a two days from San Diego to Seattle, not, not the most fun uh, experience in the world, but you know, I think that's, you know, smart decision when you haven't had COVID yet and you're nervous about how things are going to work out. If you can drive, I think that's a great, it's a great option. Um, it's not possible, obviously, for everyone, but. Um, so you drove down and I know you stayed at the parks beforehand. Where did you stay? We stayed at Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, that was the first time that we have stayed there since the Skyliner opened. It's a game changer. Let me tell you, I will, we will probably stay there. <laughs> We'll probably stay there again. Um, it was fantastic being able to get on the Skyliner and get to Hollywood Studios and Epcot within, I mean, I don't even know, 10 minutes. It was it was wonderful. And so you drove, so you presumably drove to the port. Then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What kind of port arrival time did you end up with? So it was around 1130, 11, 1130, which I thought was like good. We didn't have to rush in the morning to check out. We kind of got breakfast, um, got on the road around 10 a.m., and, you know, I had been hearing all these reports of like the strict port arrival times. We got there, you know, probably around, I think we were a little early, but there was a quite a long line of cars to get in. So we just got in line and drove up and nobody really gave us any trouble about that we were a little bit early. Uh, we were able to drop our bags at the curb with the porter and then continue on into the line of traffic for the testing. So you you do your tests, everybody obviously uh, comes back successfully negative. How how much time did the whole process take before you guys were able to get on board into the atrium? I will say this is where one of our first rookie mistakes came in because <laughs> we were so excited. <laughs> we didn't get because we were also meeting up with my parents, I should say. My parents live in North Carolina. They also drove down. We decided ahead of time not to see them before the cruise because I had said to them, if one of you tests positive, we're still going. On the yeah, cruise. sorry. See you, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. So they were like, yes, we understand. <laughs> so we had decided that we would meet up with them in the um, terminal. We did that. Everything went well. They, you know, they were fine. We were fine. We met up with them. We were on the ship at 1.15. But I will say so... <laughs> When we got on the ship, I said, okay, you guys, we got to go to the sit-down restaurant. Everyone says you got to go like eat at the sit-down restaurant for lunch. But then I realized like when we sat down and started eating, you know, now it's like 1.30 and we had the early dinner seating um, for dinner. <laughs> so I was like, oh, geez, this is not a good move here. Like... <laughs> So it took a while. Um, we can talk about dining, you know, in a minute, but um, it took a long time. The meal took a long time. And so, you know, we just kind of rolled with it and we're like, okay. So let's let's talk about what you guys did uh, on board. What kinds of, well, one, did you go to the kids club open house that first day? And what kinds of stuff did you get up to that first day? Yeah. So after our long lunch, (laughs) 
we went and <laughs> dropped our bags at the room, kind of did a real quick room tour and met our stateroom attendant, Nilo. He was just amazing. He was a little soft-spoken, so I wasn't sure, you know, how that would go. Um, but he was just awesome. He watched out for the kids, like from the very beginning, he was telling them what to do if they got lost, how, you know, how to find their room. Like he would say, you live with the fishes, not the seahorses in terms of which side of the hallway, you know, to find their room on if they got lost, what to do, where to go. And I just, I love that. That was awesome. That's some great, I, I love that. That's some great tips. I, you know what? Let, I, I realized I, we skipped over room since so you, you get to your room. What kind of room did you guys select? And I know your your parents were in another room. What what was um, what was their room like and what was your room like? Right, right. Yes. Yeah, so we had a, um, a connecting rooms. So the door between our two rooms would open and also and we had a veranda. They, we both had a veranda. So our stateroom attendant opened the little divider between our verandas. So that was pretty nice as well. Um, and it was the... I think it was called like a deluxe family, family veranda. Deluxe veranda, probably. Yeah. And so it was was great. I I was actually quite pleasantly surprised, I suppose, with the amount of space in the room and the amount of storage. I didn't feel at all like we were falling over suitcases or our stuff. Kind of every, there was a spot to put everything. And I was, it was great. I, you know, I thought that that was, I, I was pretty surprised. It seemed like there was, you know, it seems small when you walk in, but I don't know. There was enough drawers and closet space and put our suitcases under the bed and it was it was all good. So I think that's a really nice thing about the Disney Cruise Line staterooms. They they don't, you know, obviously they're they're larger than some of their competitors' staterooms, but they're not large, but they have a they do a really good job of making the space really usable. You know, you can store your luggage uh, under the bed. There's like a place for everything, sort of as you put it. It's uh there and there's quite a bit of drawer space. It it doesn't look like it will be at first, maybe on first glance, but they're Really, yeah, it really is. How did your how did your folks like uh, their stateroom? Yeah, they they liked it too. Same, and we had got since <laughs> it was you know two years later, and my mom's birthday is in March. But you know, uh, since this was supposed to be a birthday celebration, I had gotten the. Um, ahead of time, the like birthday package that you can purchase oh, ahead yeah. of time. So her room was all, you know, decked out with birthday stuff. And um, she liked that. She, it was, you know, I mean, it's cheesy, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> Anna's had a lot of fun with those birthday packages on yeah, board. Yeah, so, she, yeah. she did not wear the tie. Oh, that's like, you knew exactly what I was going to ask. Did yes. she wear the birthday tie? No. God, darn it. And I knew she wouldn't. She even if when it is her actual birthday, she's not someone who wants to have a lot of attention, you know, drawn to her. So, (laughs) I mean, I I didn't mind it, but (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, we um, you know, it was kind of a quick little tour of the room, and then went down the kids club for registration. And I'll tell you, like ahead of time, my kids were a little hesitant. They're like, "We're going where?" And you know, what do you? I don't know. And and so we had told them, well, listen, we have a couple adult only things booked. And so you're going to need to go for those times. But if you, you know, then it's your choice. You don't have to go after that or you can go after that. And um, they loved it. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe like how quickly they were like, yeah, we we want to go back. We want to stay here. We <laughs> so. Well, it sounds like first good day on board. Um, what other kinds of activities did you get up to on 
your first cruise? Did you do trivias, family activities? Yeah, what kinds of pool deck? Like, what, what kinds of things did you get up to on board that stood yeah, out for you? Yeah, I felt like we did a lot, but then when I would look back, I felt like we missed a lot. Like, we didn't get to do a lot. Like, there was a lot more we could have done. We spent a lot of time, I would say, on that pool deck. Kids love going on the aqueduct. And we went, oh, actually, I'll tell you, we, the first night we did a, we did night swimming and went on the aqueduct. First, you know, went up there. Let me tell you, there was no line. It is cold at night and windy when you go up there <laughs> at night. You don't have that hot sun like heating you up, but we did it. It was fun. The kids loved just hanging on the pool deck, watching the tunnel bit, whatever movie was up there playing. They were just hanging in the pool, <laughs> watching the movies. Tunnel vision is the best. It really yeah. is. And yeah. so I was like super pleased to see that they had pina coladas on board. That's one of my favorite drinks that they have at Disney World. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of, um, you know, fruity drinks, uh, watching the kids in the pool. I will say my my kids like to actually swim. And so that was probably one of the more, you know, I wouldn't say we were disappointed, but I think they would have preferred also like a pool where they could kind of jump in and out and swim around whereas versus just kind of like hanging out. Right. It's more bobbing in the pool yes. than swimming <laughs> in the pool. It's not, quite, yeah. it's not quite big enough to really like swim. Yeah. They did because I took one of your tips. Uh, we signed up that first night for the midship detective. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And they loved that. So we did that a lot. I think we completed two of the three missions or whatever they're called. We did. I mean, they loved all the activities. We did shuffleboard on deck four. We did the sports deck. My son wanted, he was like dying. He's like, I just want to go up and play basketball. And so I was laughing because I, you know, hear very varying opinions about this basketball court, you know, <laughs> that, you know, this could be where board chairs are, you know, and um, he loved it. He just wanted to be on the basketball court and shoot around. And then the, uh, what's behind there? The mini golf, did the mini golf, um, they're big mini golf fans. I was really wanting to do trivia and we just could not make it work because we love trivia. We actually do like trivia on our, I don't want to say the AL, you know, EXA <laughs> device. <laughs> we'll do that at dinner time as a family. We love trivia, um, but we just couldn't make it work. I, we, I felt like there was just so many things that we were trying to fit in. I mean, with four days, there's a, you know, there's, there's quite a bit to do. Did you guys get up to the, as Brian put them, Broadway style shows? Yes, of course. Um, so we saw Beauty and the Beast and, oh gosh. Believe, was it Believe on that ship? I think so. Is the it, Old Man like and the Flower? Yes. And yes. the daughter. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <That's> a, yeah. <laughs> the dad and the, right the dad and the flower. And then the other one, or did you see a third show? I don't know. No, I'm we to, only had two. Yeah. That makes sense. The four night cruises. I think they just do the, the two. Did you guys have any uh, variety acts like a magician or, or just there movies? Was, yes. Night? I think it was a ventriloquist and we just, we skipped that, um, that night and cause the kids, um, wanted to go swimming again. So they, for some reason, swimming at night is like the biggest perk to my kids. Anywhere we go, if they can swim when it's nighttime, <laughs> that's like the coolest thing ever. And they had a bunch of movies playing and I thought, oh, maybe we'll go like see a movie. But I mean, that's, you know, it's hard to like fit in <laughs> two, two and a half hours to sit and watch a movie. If there was a new release, I think we would have. But they were all reruns of things that we had seen. So you had two port stops on the ceiling. I'm curious, did you get off in Nassau? 
And if so, what'd you do? And then uh, got to hear all about Castaway Key. But let's start with Nassau. Did you get off in Nassau or did you just stay on board? So we did get off just to say that we got off and just really so the kids could say that they saw someplace different. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Educational journey. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everything I had read was like, you know, it's not really worth it. Um, um, I had, you know, I, I looked at some excursions. The ones over to Atlanta seemed like way too expensive for what we were wanting to do. And, um, really just never having been on the ship before figured it was, you know, going to be a good time to explore the ship and take advantage of things on the ship. So actually on our NASA day, my mom and I had massages first thing in the morning at the spa. And so we did that, got off the ship for honestly, maybe an hour. My daughter got her hair braided after, you know, I, I think it was like just an hour. The kids were like, can we go back on the ship now? <laughs> so we're like, yep, we sure can. And so we spent the rest of the day on the ship. Um, it was pirates day or pirates night that day. And, um, that I can um, detour a little bit because we um, on that night got to take a field trip down to deck one to the health center. We had the pirate like themed dinner and we knew that we would have, they were just bringing fireworks back. So they said it wasn't listed anywhere, but the staff kept telling us there will be fireworks tonight. So the kids wanted to go back to the kids club until firework time. And so we brought them to the kids club. Um, My mom and dad decided to go and hang out in their room. So Rick and I went to Pink, the champagne bar. And we were like, this is lovely. We can, (laughs) you know, have a cocktail. I think we were there for maybe 20 minutes and we got a little text on our phone saying, hi, this is so-and-so from the kids club and Valentina wants to be picked up. And we thought, okay, that's odd because we just dropped her off and she's really been enjoying her time there. So we get there and she says her ears hurt, you know, go back to the room and realize we did not pack the children's Motrin. So I call uh, call the guest services. I said, you know, uh, my daughter's complaining that her ear hurts. I think it's probably an earache. She'd been swimming a ton, you know, up to this point. She doesn't have a fever or anything, but, you know, could just use some Motrin. So they sent us down to the health center on deck one to talk with a nurse. And it was interesting <laughs> to, kind of, to kind of walk around there. Because, um, Sam, when you gave your uh, trip report of your quarantine in deck two, I could kind of have a little bit of a visual <laughs> what you were talking about. It was, yeah, it was interesting. And um, they were very, very nice. And she told, you know, we had to buy a full size bottle of children's Motrin. It was only $8. So I was, you know, that wasn't horrible. You know, she said we could come back and be seen by the doctor if she, if, if we needed to. We were back and ready for the fireworks. Oh, perfect. Good. I was worried. Yeah. You, I was worried you were going to tell us you had to miss the fireworks because well, of it. She so. she really wanted to lay in bed and watch. I think she was in the middle of Bambi on the TV in the room, and um, I said, oh, "We're going to fireworks. You can you suck it up just for <laughs> parent of the year. Just." Suck it up. And yeah, it's like a three minute show. It's not, you know, <laughs> yeah, this was before. And so this was sort of um, in that in between spot where they had brought back fireworks and they did like they were doing sort of like a deck dance party, but it wasn't the full, I guess, pirate show that they normally have. So yeah, we watched the fireworks and then we did go to bed. So that was our that was our NASA day. Not much exploring of NASA, but we definitely had a, a good time. I think you did the perfect NASA thing. If I, <laughs> yeah. if I could compliment you on a great, 
No, because you you didn't, you know, you didn't pay for an expensive excursion that you didn't really see the value in, right? Like, I mean, there are people who love going to Atlantis or to Blue Lagoon, but if you're going to do that, you want to do it for the whole day because then that's the only way to sort of get any value, I think, or the value out of it because they aren't cheap excursions. How did you find Nassau itself? I've always found that port to be just a little aggressive for my take. I tape. did not like it. Um, you know, we had a conversation with the kids ahead of time because, I mean, they've not been out of the country and certainly never to a place similar to this where I said to them, there's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be very busy and people may come up to you and they may ask you questions. So we kind of had a conversation about just stay close to mom and dad, hold our hand, say no, thank you and keep walking. You know, don't be rude, but just say no, thank you. And you keep walking. And that was kind of, I said, you know, <laughs> Don't start begging me for something. You know, I want to go over there. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, we're going to walk around. So we did have to kind of lay a little bit of the land for them up front. I think that was helpful. But I, I agree. I didn't, you know, we actually, my, my mom is a big Starbucks mug collector. So, you know, we were walking around. We found the Starbucks. We went inside. And I think she lasted not even like five minutes. And she left without anything because it, there was just too many. I think it was just too busy. Um, so I don't even think we bought anything aside from hair braids. <laughs> and you did probably get a better price for the hair braiding at Nassau than on board. It's not hair. It's not hair braiding. It's, you know, Disney hair tying with. Yeah, uh, whatever. With I mean, so, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm not, a, I don't want my hair braided, but yeah, I, I know they offer it on, on deck. I don't know, Sam, maybe we'll have to do a, we'll have to do some sort of charitable matching giveaway gift. Uh, I'll put on a spirit jersey and you'll get your hair braided. There you no. go. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Because then you'll make me post a picture of it online and I can, oh, I think yeah, I, would I think if people are donating money for us, they're going to get <laughs> yeah. a picture for nope, sure. Nope, nope. There are certain <laughs> things I will do when there are other things I will not do. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Patreon content coming. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh well, my gosh. I, I do think Nassau could be fun with a shore excursion. I, I do want to try like the Blue Lagoon or something like that just to just to give it one more try. But yeah, I, I do enjoy using it as a sea day. How was Castaway? I guess maybe the all important question, were you able to dock and how was the weather? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were. I think we had heard that the week before they were not um, because of the high winds. So yes, we were able to dock. Um, we had breakfast at Cabana's like early that morning and basically tried to get off like as early as we could. It, it was uh, fantastic. Th there were high winds. So we had booked the Stingray excursion. That was canceled, they said, due to high winds. So I don't know if that's because just the water is too rough or how that affects the Stingray excursion. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because it's in like a protected cove on Castaway. Yeah, so, so yeah, I that's really weird. I wasn't sure how, but you know, we, we kind of like got the package that was like the bike rental, the uh, stingrays, the water floaty things and the snorkeling, even putting just a floaty in the water. It was like not worth it because <laughs> it was so windy. Um, but we still had fun. Um, we decided to walk and not take the tram so that we could do, um, oh, I did, I had bought the picture package ahead of time. So, you know, anytime there was like a picture, I was like, we're stopping for pictures. This is what I always like tell my kids, this is what you can do for me. You can smile for these <laughs> pictures. <laughs> So we got a, a, you know, a bunch of good, you know, family pictures. I think Mickey and Minnie were there in their, you know, beach gear on, on the beach there. Yeah. As we walked and we went 
to the second beach where the um, the second family beach where like that big water slide is. Right near Pelican Plunge. Yeah. And so we kind of set up shop there. We um, went down Pelican Plunge a few times. Kids just kind of hung out and played in the water. We rented bikes and rode down to that like l- the, the lookout point, I guess. And over, you know, rode over to the... It felt like we were kind of following, I guess, maybe the path of what the 5K, where the 5K goes, I'm guessing, because we saw... Where you go around like the the kind of the little tower thing there. Yes. And so we went up to the tower, looked out, rode down past the cabanas and the adults only section, which just looked so lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Then we actually, um, we noticed uh, we had uh, lunch at Cookies 2, got some, you know, fruity uh, frozen drinks and some, you know, expensive plastic coconut cups, which. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. As one does on Castle. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you just can't say no. So when, um, when in the Caribbean, you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. fruity drinks in a coconut real or not. Yeah. yeah exactly. and, and then it's funny because when we came back from vacation, then my kids, you know, my son, he's nine. He's like, can I have a pina colada? I'm like, okay, we need to <laughs> work on how we're phrasing this because. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, um, we noticed after lunch that people were clearing out people were getting back to the ship and so we actually moved our stuff um to the first family beach um so that they could play on that play structure in the water there i did some shopping got a um actually it might be kind of like a spirit jersey it's this castaway key on it but it's like a dry wick like sun shirt oh the swim shirts yeah the disney Lane swim shirts yeah we have many. That is the only approved spirit jersey like <laughs> okay, <there you go. laughs> garment on this show. Yeah. That, was, that is the only Brian approved spirit jersey is the really the okay, got one. It. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, that I got an, a Brian approved spirit jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and we just kind of tried to stay, you know, I, I was surprised at how many people were leaving early in the afternoon. So we kind of had the beach to ourselves. Um, was it really hot? I, I guess, but it was wind, it was windy. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable by any means. So we, we, I don't remember what time, like you need to be back on board if it's, yeah, it's usually not to like four, Yeah. Yeah. So I think we still had about, I think maybe around like three, we started going back because so we could get showered for because we had the early seating for dinner. But I felt like we really, you know, made the most of our time there. We didn't do anything. We didn't do any of the kids club, the Scuttles Cove. Because my, my kids are just beach kids. They can entertain themselves in sand and water. <laughs> like, <laughs> they love that. And we, oh, we did go snorkeling too as well. So um, in the little snorkeling area. So that was, that was fun. Unfortunately, we were not able to get far enough out to see any of the like cool statues that are under the water. So we'll have to try that again next time because um, I think that would be pretty cool. But it seemed like, I don't, I th- again think it was because it was so windy. It was pretty hard to swim. Like yeah, the current can yeah, be yeah, yeah. The current was pretty hard. So we we were out there for a while and exerting a lot of energy and not getting very far. So but we still had fun. So yeah. 
Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I had a chance to meet several of the agents from My Path Unwinding Travel on a recent cruise we did out of New Orleans in February, our first time sailing concierge. And let me tell you, those agents were so nice, so welcoming, and so knowledgeable to us. They answered all of our questions about concierge, even though we had not booked our vacation through them. We have since joined several of their fabulous Facebook groups where we've learned more about concierge and had even more questions answered. And let me tell you, they are just so responsive, so knowledgeable, so welcoming, such a positive energy in this community that we were so excited to welcome them on as our new show sponsor. So if you are interested in booking your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation, you've been curious about concierge, you've been eyeing an Adventures by Disney, you've been wanting to explore an all-inclusive vacation or some new destination that maybe Disney doesn't go to, let me tell you, Karen and her agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel are the people to talk to. And remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent to book your travel. They get paid at the time you travel. And so you are leaving this great knowledge and expertise on the table if you're not using a travel agent to book your next fantastic vacation. So head on over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you and we know you'll have an amazing experience with Karen and the entire team over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show and now back to our episode. Well, I I mean, it sounds like a fantastic day on Castaway. I guess, Sam, we got to talk about food. Yeah. Can't talk about Disney cruising without Disney food. Mm -hmm. How did you find the rotational dining, your service staff, uh, and the food itself? I thought the food was great. Um, I was definitely, I mean, even Cabanas, which I sometimes I hear kind of mixed reviews. I thought everything was very fresh and flavorful, you know. So I'm trying to look back at my notes here. Our first night we were at Enchanted Garden and the food was great. Food-wise, like quality of food, I didn't have any complaints. Service-wise, we had some complaints. And I was really surprised because that's all you hear is how good the service is and how good your serving team is. I think we were sort of having a few issues. Partially, they were just starting to get, um, starting to ramp up, getting more passengers on board. And so we we didn't meet our head server the first night. We had our, so you might have to help me with the terms. I know there's the head server. Um, is it the main server? There's your head server, which is essentially an area manager. There's actually someone who sits above the head server, I, I believe. But the, the, there's the head server, it's your area manager, your server, and then your assistant server. And your server is usually the one who takes takes your meal orders and brings the food to the table. And the assistant server is typically doing drink orders and condiments and bread baskets and things like that. Yes. Okay. So we, okay. So we did not meet our head server the first night. We did um, the, the sir, our main server was, and I'll say up front, everyone was so nice. And so it wasn't like anyone would have like a bad attitude. But things I just think were our our assistant server, it was his first cruise on board. It sounded like from our main server that that, um, there was a lot of new staff on board. And we actually found out later that our head server was leaving the dream to go um, onto the wish. It sounded like they were just trying to train up a lot of people and that capacity was starting to also pick up. And there was just a lot of hiccups being worked out in real time. And so, for example, like the first night, everything was so slow. My daughter didn't get her meal until after everyone, like 
Yeah. And so we kept saying like, where is her food coming? Yeah. You know, and they were like very apologetic. Right. And my, my mom uh, is a vegetarian and my, and she has an allergy to peanuts and my stepdad has, has an allergy to tomatoes. Okay. So, you know, they have some food, you know, restrictions, but nothing kind of like crazy out of, I mean, know. those aren't that they're not, you know, that abnormal of an allergy and not probably, I mean, peanut is a serious allergy, but a lot of people have peanut allergies. So it's, it's one that they should be more equipped to deal with. Yeah. And so it was, it was odd because every night it, it was a, the food, <laughs> the, the vegetarian and the allergy issues were like this huge issue. It was like, you know, because I, so the way they explained it, and I think I've heard this on other podcasts is like, they actually have like an allergy friendly kitchen, a separate kitchen, I guess that they make the food in. And so they note all these allergies and food restrictions ahead of time so that they can have your food ready. They would even ask my mom like the night before to look at the menu for the following day, pick out her order so they could have it ready, but it would still... But then they still didn't have it ready. Yeah, it still wasn't ready or things were just coming out like very piecemeal. Like I would get my appetizer and my son would get his main dish and then somebody else, like somebody else would get a main dish and then, you know, and so... By the last night, things were improving and, you know, the head server was very apologetic. He, I will tell you, he did start bringing out that Indian food that you guys talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is the Indian food that Sam and Brian love. And so, okay, (laughs) something's going on. They're trying to like... (laughs) They're trying to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we did. Yeah, we got that twice, actually. So it was disappointing on the one hand, just because I know, you know, uh, looking um, in the Facebook group for our specific crews, other people were raving about their team. Um, and so I think we, it's just, you know, luck of the draw. They were having kind of, you know, I think growing pains um, and off night. So it, it was, you know, I don't hold it against them, but it was a little bit of a struggle. Just each night was kind of like something else, like another issue, right? That we had to kind of had to, had to navigate. So such a bummer because it, it, you know, to be fair, we we've had times where dining experience hasn't been perfect and where we've had hiccups or we've had obviously newer staff and to be you know perfectly honest that happens and I think it's happening more because it's not just the serving staff that's new but it I'm sure there's a lot of new kitchen staff as well, right? And so... Yeah, I mean, they lost 40% of their staff over the course of the pandemic, and then they've got a new ship coming online, and so they're pushing all the sort of the best staff over to that, and yeah, it's just... A, and, and then they get staff out sick, and so they're trying to cover, and so it's it's challenging for them right now, and we've heard so many stories of late of, you know, the service not quite being what it used to be. I'll, you know, I'll even say, look, on the cruises we've had, the serving team has been good. The recent ones we've had has been good. But I don't know, Sam, would you, I, I don't feel like we've had that same connection necessarily with each of the serving staff that we've had before, with with the notable exception of, um, I'm trying to remember his name now. Well, Felipe, but Felipe was really a Apollo server who... Yeah, but uh, he was yeah. in main dining with us. Yes, and, he was and, in main yeah. dining. Yeah. And we, we had a great one actually on the Dream. We had Lissandro on the Dream. I think it was the Dream or was it on... No, it was on the Fantasy in November when we went over Thanksgiving. We, we had a wonderful server from the Dominican Republic, but he had been a longtime server as well. So yeah, I think we've had we I would agree with Brian. We we've had 
our better serving experiences on the whole were pre-pandemic where the staff seemed to be more experienced and it seems like the the server experience it has not been on the whole or on average not quite as good as before and it probably is just because of that newness and the turnover and all of that but you know i guess the hope is that maybe a year from now or hopefully less even but um that the the folks who have come on that are you know new will ha- be sort of completely up to speed and they'll be closer to fully staffed and and that things will kind of level back to where they were but i do think the pandemic has had such an a, a, such an impact on that industry that it's it, that it shows that it shows now yeah i think that that sounds right yeah um i will say our our stateroom attendant when i asked him how long he had been with Disney Cruise Line, he said <laughs> since the beginning. Since <laughs> <laughs> like, like ninety. Wow. Yeah, I was like, holy cow. Okay, so you know what you're talking about versus you know our dining um, assistant server who was his first. You know, he's brand new. Now we got to talk about adult dining because I know you said at the beginning of the the cruise about how you had prepped your kids for you know, at the time you had reservations and then you didn't need the reservations, but where, where did you guys do your adult dining? Was it both Remy and Paulo or where, what did you guys end up doing? So we did Paulo brunch. I have no idea how I was able to get a Paulo brunch um, reservation. I figured I probably wouldn't um, because they, it sounds like, you know, they're popular and they book up and we were first time cruisers. So we were you know, the last booking window. Once the booking window opened, I jumped right on and there was a noon, a noon lunch available on our sea day. So we, I grabbed it right up for, you know, my husband and I and uh, my mom and dad. And it was, yeah. And a couple of tastings we did too, a couple of alcohol beverage tastings. So yeah, Palo Brunch was amazing. The server there, we had a guy named Victor. He was fantastic. <laughs> it's funny because... <laughs> He recommended the the pizza that's not on the menu that's like used to be on the menu with like the grapes and the cheese and and the gorgonzola yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's got like that. their shtick now it's it's so funny like it, I I swear to God like literally every guest and and us have experience where they're like oh I'm gonna do something special for you and it's like yeah it's not special if you're offering it to everyone <laughs> well I, hey I did. I did appreciate them them bringing it to us on that one sound because we've never tried it and I thought it was delicious. But we have it. I will say we have been hearing now a couple of times themes of the Palo servers really pushing a recommendation. I think it was. Did we have someone on recently, Sam, who was talking about like the fish was getting just thrust on them, like get the fish, and they're like I don't want the fish. Like so, I, I don't know what's going on there. That's kind of kind of interesting. But yeah, because Palo is usually pretty relaxed and you can kind of go two routes. You can tell the server, you know, I just want this stuff or we did have a server one time at brunch who basically just didn't even give us menus and started bringing us food. Now it was our second, it was our second brunch for the sailing. And so we were totally cool with it and it was, you know, it was wonderful and we knew the server. Yeah, that is kind of a shift in the atmosphere. If they're sorry to, if there's almost sorry to, our special of the day is this, and uh, we highly recommend you order. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't sound like that's the experience you had though, Jessica? It sounds like no. He well, he brought it. So my my stepdad has this uh, t- t- allergy to tomatoes, and it's you know there's a lot of um, tomato based dishes right uh, on their menu, and so that's how it was brought up as well. I can do a pizza for you, and it doesn't have any tomato sauce on it. So that's kind of how it was brought up to us, and I was like, oh yeah. Get it, get it. You have to get it. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it was 
that that's how it was brought up to us and um delicious just like everyone else does and i you know sam got the lasagna um per your recommendation i think that's that's what you like right the lasagna actually it's brian's favorite is lasagna we both love the lasagna but i would say it's brian's favorite my favorite is the chicken parm but i do sometimes switch it up and get the lasagna you know if i if i've got two paulo brunches i'm getting one each time depending (laughs) i'm glad you guys really liked it did you did you end up doing any adult dinners or no i mean you only had four nights so yeah we wanted to like we definitely wanted to do the palo brunch if we could get it and decided not to do the dinners just because we wanted to experience the main dining rooms we i was hoping we would get animators twice um to see both of the different shows but we only got it once or the, the, we saw it, um, the Crush Turtle Talk with Crush or whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, um, we had booked two um, adult tastings ahead of time and realized once we got on board that one of them was going to conflict with our Beauty and the Beast show and realized it while we were sitting at dinner on the first night. And so I actually just got on the app and asked to talk to somebody. I don't remember exactly how you do it, but you can ask to speak somebody oh yeah the, the I guess, chat. services yeah the chat and i i was able to get through pretty quickly and i said i just noticed that our i think it was a bourbon tasting which i don't even really like bourbon that much <laughs> it was one of the <laughs> only ones i could get and my husband likes it so i thought okay we'll do it was going to conflict with our beauty and the beast show and is there another can we see beauty and the beast at a different on a different night and they said no it's only offered you know we only do it on the one night um but we can refund you for the or we can cancel the tasting, no penalty. And I was like, okay, let's do that because we really want to see the show. So they went ahead and canceled it with no penalty. And they said, you know, is there anything else we can help you with? And I said, well, okay, this is my shot. I said, well, are there any other <laughs> tastings available, you know? And there was a martini tasting available the, in, in the afternoon on our sea day um, at the Meridian Bar. So I said, okay, great, we'll take it. Um, so it kind of worked out really well because that was one of our favorite things that we did. It was just uh, like fantastic. I mean, that location was just the view and it was the knowledge of the bartenders was like phenomenal. And the drinks were really good too. That is a great location. It's one of our favorite bars on board, the Fantasy and the Dream. And um, it's not uncommon for different you know, drink tastings to open up because there are people who cancel for whatever reason. And you can cancel a certain amount of, I think it's like two days before without any penalty typically. And even if you cancel in less time than that, they sometimes will waive the the penalty. So yeah, that's, I think that's great that you were able to switch it up and do something that you would have preferred anyway. I have one last question before I hand you over to Sam for rapid fire, which is just you mentioned that you you joined your cruises Facebook group. And I'm curious, how was that experience of being in the Facebook group? Did you find it valuable? And did you get some good tips and tricks out of it? Yeah, I thought it was valuable. Um, they, you know, fish extenders had not started back up yet. So we did a, somebody started a magnet exchange. So I had your guys's magnets <laughs> to, <laughs> to participate. And um, so that was fun. Um, you know, each day we'd have different magnets from different and the you know the kids helped me we printed out our list of rooms to go and meet people and deliver magnets um so that was i would say one of the you know bigger things that that the group did um and it was helpful kind of um hearing different people's experiences with trying to book things 
So yes, it was it was fun to, to see what other people were booking and to see just what people were doing and different experiences. So I, I would definitely recommend, I mean, it was helpful definitely for first time cruisers. Kind of hard to find, you know, I kind of had to like search very specific terms on Facebook to, to finally locate it. It was, yeah, it was good. I think it's a, a good little resource to have. Well, I think we've reached that point in the show, Sam, where I have to hand Jessica over to you for arbitrary rules and decisions, otherwise known as rapid fire. (laughs) That's right. So, Jessica, I know that you are a regular listener of the show, but I will, for the benefit of our audience, I will just tell you this is rapid fire where I either impose no rules or arbitrary rules as we go along. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about your Disney favorites, and then I'm going to ask you specific favorites from this cruise. So starting with who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? So it's always Minnie Mouse, but since this cruise, it's now Captain Minnie. Ooh, yes. In her pants or in her skirt? I I prefer the skirt. I do. You know, I, I feel like skirts are more comfortable than pants. Maybe that's like my pandemic life showing, but. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right. I love the skirt. <laughs> All right. I like her in her pants. I saw the pictures of her on The Wish at the delivery in Brem- Bremerhaven, Germany. And I was super excited that she was wearing her pants, um, but she was in her Captain Minnie outfit. So I, yeah. All right. Your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Up. Oh, yes. But do you cry at the beginning too? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Your favorite Disney song? There are so many, but one of my favorites is actually We Know the Way um, from, is it We Know the Way? Yeah, We Know the Way. um, It's from Moana. Oh, yeah. When they're on the ships, it's the, yeah. When they're sort of doing that flashback where with all of the, uh, yeah, I love that. Okay. That's a great yeah, one. I mean, it's Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lin- you can't go wrong with Lin-Manuel. Yeah, exactly. So. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. So turning to the Disney dream, what was your favorite show on board? There's really only one writing. Uh, I mean, there's one answer. Yeah. <laughs> Good and the Beast. <laughs> there. Not ding, the ding, hypnotist, ding. my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the old man in the flower, as I like to call it. Right. <laughs> All right. Your favorite bar on board the Disney Dream? The Meridian. Oh, yeah. Your favorite space on the ship? Yeah, I don't know what this is called, so you'll have to help me. But it's kind of like the space, the space between um, up on one of the higher decks. It's like before you it's like a family area, but it's before you get to the adults only area. And um, it's outside. There's a bar back there. It, there and it's like a little wait, family waiting pool. Yes. OK, so it's over by uh, what is that? Is it it's not is it signals bar or waves bar? I can't yes, remember. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I know exactly what you're talking it. That. Okay. So awesome. whatever that area is called, because they had, um, it was so much quieter. Like once you got a little bit beyond um, the main pool deck, it the volume of the, you know, the volume just kind of dropped. You know, the kids were still allowed to be there. It wasn't, we weren't quite in the adults only section yet, but um, there was like really nice seating. And it was just, I just thought it was like a lovely area to sit and kind of watch out over the, over the water. Yeah, and they all often have um, musicians playing near there as well. All right, your favorite activity on board? This is a tough one. Everything was so much fun. <laughs> 
my favorite activity. Um, I really think just exploring the ship and like hanging out on the um, upper decks was just honestly my favorite part. And, you know, maybe as we do more cruising, it'll become more specific. But I mean, I really loved just sitting up there in the lounge chairs, having a drink, you know, watching them <laughs> watching tunnel vision um, while the kids were in the pool. Yeah, it was great. All right. Second to last question. This is an important one. Favorite rotational dining? Oh, yeah. I will go with Royal Palace on that one. Because I thought our meal, I had the fried brie again. I had the French onion soup, um, the Chateaubriand, the Grand Marnier souffle. Like it, it, everything was really good. All right. So the last question is bucket list cruise. You could go anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line. It doesn't even have to be a place that Disney Cruise Line currently sails. Where would you go? So I'm going to um, go with your, you know, rules on this one that there's, you know, can be more than one answer. <laughs> First is an actual cruise, um, an Alaskan cruise. Like that is, I it's on my list. I'm hoping that not to give away my age, but one of my larger, you know, more important birthdays coming up in a few years. Um <laughs> We can we can make that happen. I think the kids will be old enough to kind of like enjoy some excursions. And so, yeah, Alaska for sure. And then awesome. perfect 21st birthday. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll be able to have my first drink in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that really bucket list would be like an Australian cruise or like, you know, South Pacific. I think that would be amazing. Well, if the news last week is to be believed, it sounds like Disney has registered themselves in Australia. So uh, we I were kind of post. So. Yeah, we were kind of speculating that it might. Uh, we were speculating earlier when they moved the wonder out here that it might be headed that direction. So you might get your oh, wish cool. uh, here yeah, next cool. year. Uh, yeah. So that's that was the, my last question in rapid fire. But I do have one more question, which is what's next, Jessica? Did you guys book a placeholder? Do you have another cruise booked? Or are you like, okay, we're pausing on cruising and back to the parks? So we did put a placeholder down. I will say, I <laughs> here's a tip. Uh, when you, you do the placeholder in your app, take a screenshot of it because that is the only evidence I have of my placeholder. I never, I still have not received a confirmation email um, <laughs> from Disney Cruise Line that this placeholder exists. Um, but I have the confirmation number from my screenshot. So but we did book a, a placeholder. We're hoping to, um, when we got off the cruise, the first thing my husband said was that four nights was not enough. Um, so we need, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, um, the, the only problem with that is that, you know, we would love to also go on the wish. So we're kind of debating. Um, I think we'll have two coming up, you know, in the next couple years, Not nothing this year. I don't even know if we'll make it next year, but. But, um, you know, before that placeholder expires, we definitely want to get on the wish and we want to do probably one of the Eastern or Western Caribbean itineraries, um, which I think are seven nights. And at that point, I think we'd even be willing to sail out of Miami if that's um, an option at the time. So. All right. Well. Before we wrap up here about your cruise, you did mention that Valentina listens to our show, too, and wanted to maybe offer some of her thoughts. And we wanted to bring our favorite guest on, Nathan, perhaps, because Nathan, Valentina is a fan of yours. She loves hearing you on the show. You want to say hi to Valentina? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Valentina, did you have a fun cruise? Yeah. What was your favorite part? Uh, going in the Bahamas and the ocean. Oh, you like swimming in the ocean. Nathan, you're a fan of the ocean too, right? You like being on the beach? Yeah. 
What um, what did you like to do at the beach, Valentina? Swim or play in the sand? What's your favorite activity? Uh, swim. Swim. Nice. Nathan's just learning to swim. You're becoming a pretty good swimmer, right, Nathan? Yeah. Hey, Valentina, did you um, did you like the aqua duck on board? Yes. Yeah. Was it uh, was it scary or was it fun? It was fun. It was fun. Nathan, you're a fan of the aqua duck too, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your favorite thing to do on the cruise, Nathan? Do you like the beach or do you like something else? Uh, my favorite thing would probably be playing in the pool. Playing in the pool, Valentina. Did you like Did you like the pool time, or did Did you think it? I think your mom mentioned it might have been a little small for you and your brother. It was really fun. It was really fun. Hey, Nathan, do you have a question for Valentina? She took her very first Disney cruise. You're like a seasoned professional because you're a gold cruiser. Uh, This was Valentina's first cruise. You want to ask her a question about her cruise? Did you like the kids club? Yes. What is your favorite part? Meeting new friends. Okay. What is your favorite character? Cinderella. Nathan, who's your favorite? Pluto. Nathan, you have any more questions for Valentina? Maybe if she's excited to go on another cruise? Well, are you excited? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are definitely excited to go on another cruise. <laughs> nice. Well, Nate, do you want to say goodbye to your new friend? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Valentina, for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. And thank you, Jessica, for coming on the show today and sharing all of your thoughts and your family's experiences on your very first Disney cruise. It's one of our favorite things to do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thanks to you guys. You've provided so much helpful information and uh, love love your show, love following along on all of your exciting trips. And I um, really appreciate the opportunity to share our story with you guys. Well, I'm so glad we could have Jessica on to talk about her family's amazing first time voyage on Disney Cruise Line. We love having these kinds of shows on. So if you're a first time cruiser out there listening, hit us up. We love to get the reactions of people who are sailing for the first time on Disney Cruise Line. So thank you, Jessica, for coming on the show and sharing your family's experiences. We really appreciate it. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from Heather Ken, or K-N, who writes, Best DCL podcast out there. The DCL duo goes above and beyond for their shows. They are clearly knowledgeable and passionate about the cruise lifestyle. They secure some of the best guests in the cruising industry, but again, it's their passion that shines through in every episode. This podcast is a must for those that love cruising. Well, thank you, Heather, for that review. We really, really appreciate it. We do try to bring on a wide variety of guests. We try to get some great guests on the show. We ask people all the time if they want to come on the show, and uh, we'll reach out to just about anyone out there to see if they'd like to come talk to our audience. So our guests really, really make this show, as do you, our listeners. We are just facilitators. So thank you for the review. We really appreciate it. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and hit those five stars or leave us a written review and we will read it on air at the end of one of our main episodes. We really appreciate the reviews. They really help out our show and we love connecting with our listeners. If you'd like to connect with the DCL Duo, you can email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also browse over to our website, www.dclduo.com. If you'd like to find out all the ways you can connect with us and our content, we've got our vlog linked over there, our Etsy store, as well as our blog and just some other fun stuff. So head over there, check that out. Speaking of more content, you can always browse to youtube.com slash dclduo to check out our vlog. We have some more videos coming up. You can also leave us a voicemail now and we will play it on the air and respond to your questions and comments. So the voicemail number we have is 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 
413-5590. We've got a voicemail in the queue that we need to answer, but yours could be next. So head over there, leave us a voicemail. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL duo and join one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to support this show each and every month. You can also always browse to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Please use that link, including the www as it lets them know we sent you their way. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. 